Welcome to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ, USA. We're the host, Bishop Dennis J. McMurray is our senior pastor, and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our first lady. Join us in this inspiring time of praise, worship, and fellowship designed to encourage and motivate everyone through the Word of God. Now prepare your hearts to be blessed with Victory in the Word. God bless you. This is Dr. E.G. McMurray, First Lady of the Renaissance Church of God in Christ. And we are so excited to be here with you in a segment of Victory in the Word, our radio ministry. And we believe and we have seen over the 26 years of our ministry that there is victory in the Word and that the Word of God has been standing and it will continue to stand forever. I'm so excited to have in the studio with me today, Bishop Dennis J. McMurray, Senior Pastor of the Renaissance Church of God in Christ. Bishop McMurray, why don't you say hello? Well, Dr. McMurray, I want to first start off by saying hello to you. And indeed, it is a pleasure and an honor to be by your side and to have the opportunity to present the Word of God to the saints around the country. I'm just excited and looking forward to unfolding the word together with you. The Lord has blessed us to do that uh, so well, but I say that so well, so humbly as well. For the past 26 years, we've been flowing in ministry together. And that's one of the things that we thank God for today. And we just are reaching out to to married couples, to singles, to everybody that's listening today to say that uh, the church is still a relevant place. It is still a most significant place to prepare you to live today as well as prepare you to live tomorrow. You know, Bishop McMurray, that is that is such a uh, profound statement. Um, the church has been kind of getting a bad rep or bad reputation over these past few years. Uh, Many don't believe that the word of God is still relevant. Many don't believe that Jesus Christ is savior. Many just don't believe in putting in the time and putting in the energy for giving back to God through not only just finances, but through their time and through their energy, through their prayer and through their praise. And, And Bishop McMurray, let's just talk about that just for a little bit today, because there is still a remnant of us that still believe that the church is alive that the church works that the blood of jesus still works and so bishop mcmurray let's just talk to the remnant today and encourage them and let them know that the church of jesus christ is still alive and that god is still on the throne well well dr mcmurray before we enter that i gotta push the rewind button and just simply say from a historical perspective The church and Jesus Christ has always had its unique set of challenges. That's why that's why Jesus talks to us through the gospel. And he says, this is my church and the very gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And that's Satan's job to work against the truth of God. And Satan aggressively has been for thousands of years trying to work against that that God loves. That's what he specializes in because he knows that he doesn't have a chance to defeat God. So what he then focuses his attack on is that that God loves. And if there's something that we know of a fact that God loves, it's one, his people, his creation, and two, his church. Because God made us in his 
own image, and he gave his only begotten son so that we might have a right to the tree of life and forgiveness of sin. And so he zeroes in on on literally trying to capture and get caught up the human being to not walk as God wants us to walk. And he knows that the greatest source of inspiration and courage for living a holy God-fearing life comes through the message and the method of the church. And so what we're going to talk about today is so appropriate because we just want to encourage all those that are holding on to keep holding on. We want to encourage those who have let go to re-engage God. Those that have never known Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we want to let you know today that this is a most beautiful place and a most opportune time to make Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life. And we're going to capture the essence of what we're going to teach today from the book of Romans, Romans the fourth chapter. And First Lady Dr. McMurray, I'm going to ask you to begin to read that and then we're just going to chew on it and we're just going to let the Lord flow through us and prayerfully at the end of the all at the end of it all all that are listening will say i've been blessed today romans chapter four for those of you that can grab your bibles pull it up on your phone quickly romans chapter four we'll start at verse number 19 it says and being weak being not weak in faith he considered not his own body now dead and when he was about an hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, we're talking about Abraham and Sarah, he staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised or what God has had promised, God was able to perform. And when you look back at the history of that scripture, it's specifically talking about the life of Abraham and Sarah. And if you go all the way back to Genesis, God made a promise to Abraham. He told him that he would be the father of many nations and that he would produce a son. He and Sarah would produce a son. Now, when God made that promise, Bishop McMurray, it was 25 years later when Abraham and Sarah would have their son. But in between all of that, Abraham and Sarah started to move and try to do God's will and try to make things work for themselves. And they got themselves in a situation that still to this day is still in conflict. But I don't want us focusing on that. But I want to focus Bishop McMurray on the fact that Abraham, even after making the mistake that he made, he went back and grabbed the promise that God had made him. And no matter where he was in life and no matter how dead he, he felt his body was, Abraham was still able to walk in the steps that he needed to walk in so that the promise that God made him would be fulfilled. You know, the thing that I like about the beginning of it is, when everything was perfect, when everything was healthy, when everything was right, that's when Abraham and Sarah thought 
that the promise should have been given to them. When they were able to perform, when they could execute on their own power and their own insights. And that's really how it is today with all of us. Why didn't God move when everything was right from our viewpoint? Why didn't God work everything out when we thought everything should work out? And now you find yourself at a place where things are worse now than they were before. Why didn't God do it when I had better health? Why didn't God do it when I had the great job? Why didn't God do it? Why didn't, and you know, First Lady, when you have to wait sometime and when God is ready after you've waited, and in most cases, he's ready after you have passed the wait test. Everybody has, contrary to popular belief, and as much as we don't want to have it happen, First Lady, everybody has to go through a weight test. You know, you know, Bishop, in, in the midst of waiting, sometimes we become anxious. And the Bible tells us to be anxious for nothing, but by everything with prayer and supplication. And we have to make sure that we don't get in God's way. And as I stated earlier, that's what happened with Abraham and Sarah in the midst of waiting. They began to take matters into their own hands. And I just want to encourage whoever's listening. If you're in a state of waiting on God, I tell the saints at Renaissance all the time. It takes more faith not to move than it takes faith to begin to move and to just begin to see if you can uh, get something to start happening in your life. Sometimes we begin to make moves just to see if we can get something to start to manifest and to happen. And when whenever it does, whenever it gets to that point, you have to make sure that you're not moving out of the will of God outside of the will of God. And so I just want to encourage those that are listening today. If you're in a state of waiting, I encourage you to wait on the Lord because we want to walk in God's perfect will and not his permissive will. And that's where Abraham and Sarah found themselves. They were in God's permissive will. God permitted Abraham to have that baby with Hagar and to birth Ishmael, but it wasn't God's perfect will. That is not what God spoke to him. He told him that he and Sarah would birth a child. And so what happened if you not careful, you will begin to think that God has forgotten about you, that God is not going to bring the promise to pass. You will begin to think that your time and your season is up. As, as we read, Abraham, he, his body was dead. He was a hundred years old. That medically cannot happen that a hundred year old man and a 90 year old woman could have a baby but some kind of way Abraham got a hold to faith and I just want to encourage anyone if you're in the waiting stages for God to fulfill his promise in your life grab hold to your faith Bishop McMurray how much faith does it take in order for someone to move in the promises of God. Just the grain of a mustard seed, just a little bit of faith. There's a song that says faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. You don't need a whole lot of it. 
But use what you got. All you need is faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. And, you know, uh, Dr. McMurray, sometime in in a believer's life, sometime those of you that are listening in your life, there are what's called instant miracles, instant blessings. And then sometimes there are process blessings and process miracles, meaning that God takes you through a process. And I want to encourage you in that process today. There is a promise connected to the process. It says, be not weary in well-doing. You shall reap if you faint not, which simply means the Lord gives us insight through his word that sometime in the waiting process, you will get weary. But in being weary, continue to live well, continue to think well, continue to be faithful well, continue to do those things well that you can do. Because when God has determined it's a process, there's really not a lot you can do to speed God up. There's not a whole lot you can do to cause God to move when you want him to move. He may not come. And in most cases, he doesn't come when we want him. But if we continue to do well in the process, when God does show up, that's when God will bless you. And that's what happened to Abram and Sarah. They got weary and they stopped doing well. They didn't do well while they were waiting on God. And as Dr. McMurray said they messed up the process, but thank God for grace and mercy. I want to talk to somebody that has messed up the process or you think you've messed up the process while you've been waiting for God to move. Here Abraham was now 100 and Sarah 90, but God made a covenant to them. And that's the difference between God and man's promise. When God makes a covenant and we don't honor the agreement of the covenant, that doesn't cancel the covenant. God just waits for you to get yourself together so that he can honor what he promised when he promised. And God promised Abraham something some 25 years ago, and it took Abraham 25 years to get himself together. I'm talking to somebody today. Today can be the day when you get yourself together. My brother, my sister, today is the moment and the time when you get yourself together. And when God determines that you've gotten yourself together in him, that he's led you to the place where he can strengthen you and mature you and settle you, then he shows up with the promise. And he has a way of speaking in your heart and letting you know the problems that you've had does not disconnect you from the covenant. And that's what I want to say to somebody today. The problems and the challenges you've had in life does not does not disconnect you from the covenant blessings that God has for you. And at 100 years old, God did something for Abraham where his past did not affect his potential. And God spoke to him and said, Abraham, at 100 years old, it's time. Even though your wife is old, it's time. And Paul picked it up. It says he was fully persuaded. After he had had 25 years up and down, up and down, God did something with his faith and his conviction to where he reached that point in God. And he said, I believe, God, that it is time. And he said so profoundly, he said, I'm going to stagger not at the promise. I'm not looking at the conditions connected to my life. I'm looking at the provisions connected to the covenant. And that's what I need you all to understand today, that God is connected 
connected to every blessing, every promise, every degree of the covenant. And if God said it, that should settle it because Hebrews 6 says, by two immutable things, it's impossible for God to lie. You know, Bishop, we didn't give a title for today's sermon, so I'm just going to pick up what you have already declared, that we should trust God in the process. So that's the title of today's sermon, and that's the word of encouragement for you today, to trust God in the process. And when you're trusting God in the process, that's not time for you to back up and stop doing the basic biblical application spiritual things that we should continue to do so I just want to encourage you when you're trusting God in the process and you're waiting on your promise you have to keep working the principles of God you have to first keep living right for one thing and then you have to continue to trust God you have to continue to have faith in God you have to continue to worship God you have to continue to praise God. You have to continue to pray or to commune or to talk to God. You have to continue to stay connected to God and stay in his presence. You have to continue to go to church. Yes, you do. You have to continue to be in the place where God's eyes and his ears are there. He said, my eyes and my ears will be in the church perpetually, meaning that God is always watching and listening every time you walk into the house of God he's watching and listening you want to continue to serve the church don't get discouraged and walk away from the ministries that you work in or the auxiliaries that you serve in do not walk away continue to teach continue to usher continue to sing whatever it is you do at the church continue to do that you have to continue to walk in those principles and probably one of the walk in you want to continue to tithe and give an offering because you want God to continue to open the windows of heaven and pour you out blessing that you will not have room enough to receive. You want God to rebuke the devourer for your sake. And a lot of people say, well, tithing is not mentioned in the New Testament. When you study the life of Abraham, Abraham was a tither. He tithed to Melchizedek. And the New Testament talks about how Abraham gave to Melchizedek who was the priest at the the high priest at that particular time so tithing is biblical God's promises is biblical the entire Bible is the promised word of God and you can't read one part and not believe another part we have to believe the entire word of God and so Bishop McMurray we just wanted to encourage you all today stay in position and stay in place and we're not just encouraging you but we're encouraging ourselves today as well the beauty the the beauty of this conversation today in the book of romans is that the book of romans is one of the most powerful uh biblical expressions of of transformation transformation is a continual process god constantly works on your faith god constantly works on your heart god constantly works on your on your 
literal commitment to him. And here in this passage of scripture, as we look in Romans, the fourth chapter, it says it, 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 it says to us that in the 19th verse and being not weak in faith. There was a time when Abram, Abraham was weak in his faith. And when you get weak in your faith, you make choices that God may not be a part of and may not be proud of. But because God is in it with us for the process, you've got to be submitted to it for the process of well as well, because the book of Romans picks it up again in the 12th chapter in the New Living Translation as we reposition our faith, our hearts, our spirits and our mind for the promises that are connected to our life. It says in Romans 12, 1 and 2 in the New Living Translation, I love it. One of my favorite passages talking about transforming, transformation of your faith and your living. It says, and so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice the kind he will find acceptable. This is the way to worship him. Listen at verse two. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God, here it comes, transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Transformation takes place through out the process of living life for us, my brothers and sisters. And today can be a transforming time where God realigns your passions for living and he positions you so that he can do what he's been wanting to do a long time. You're not stuck in a process. You're set up for a process blessing. And even though Abraham didn't do everything right over those 25 years, the fact remains that when he got himself together, and staggered not at the promise. He didn't look at the conditions that were connected, but he looked at the promises and the power connected to those promises. He said, it's been a while since I've had any activity. It's been a while since Sarah has had any emotions, but I'm not standing on what I can produce. I'm going to believe what God promised he was going to produce in me. And I want to say that to somebody. Stop looking at what you think you can produce. Stop looking at your money, at your resources, at your intellect, at your insightfulness, but connect to the God of the Bible and watch God make a miracle happen. St. Luke 137 says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. I just want to reference the scripture that I spoke on Bishop McMurray with Melchizedek. It's in Hebrews chapter seven. And that first verse is where it talks about how Abraham gave a 10th part to the high priest of Melchizedek. And so I don't want you all to think that we are just out here because that's another avenue that the enemy Bishop McMurray. That's a barrier is, is going against the church with, you know, Jesus prophesied that the gates of hell, that the devil himself would try to tear down the church. And so that's another one of the avenues where that's probably the biggest avenue where the enemy tries to attack the church of God and attack the church of Jesus. That when we give into the church, we're, we're being foolish and we're being fooled and, and we're being conned and, we're, and, and, and we're making a mistake. But when you look and you study the word of God, I believe 
everything that the word of God has to say. And I believe that God is thorough and that God can maintain his promise. That's what he did with Abraham and Sarah. He maintained his promise. And in the midst of the process, they kept working and they kept trying and they kept coming together. There was probably times Bishop McMurray when Abraham's body worked, but Sarah's didn't. And then vice versa, Sarah's body First. worked. First but lady, Abraham's didn't. First lady, you got me stirred up. <laughs> now back up because we want to talk about these possessions that we've taken possession of. Okay. The jobs we have and, and the income that we have and the things that we have and the health. We've got to understand, my brothers and sisters, What first I'm going to say, why are we going to let one little dime out of every dollar stop us from the millions God wants to give to us? That's true. The thousands that God wants to give to us. In Deuteronomy, the HSC first lady, you just stirred me up. Now, I tried to be nice, but I want to... I want to put some biblical truth out here today in, in, in the book of Deuteronomy, the eighth chapter and the 18th verse, as the harvest generation was getting ready to be to be positioned by God, to be blessed by him. God said to through 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 Moses to them in Deuteronomy 818, he says, but thou shall remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers as it is this day. The job you have, God made it possible to have the life and the strength to get up every morning or every afternoon to go to that job. It is God that made it possible. It is God that preserved your good job. It is God that preserved your income. It is God that has blessed everything that you have because God says, now that I have allowed you to earn and to be blessed and to enjoy life, all I want you to do is give back a portion of that that I have blessed you with in the first place for the substance and the sustainability of my church and he says in my church bring the tithe into the storehouse that there may be room enough in my that that there may be meat in my house the church has to operate the church has outreach the church has programming i love the way first lady uh bishop td jake said it he says everybody ch want to challenge the church's 10th but when you look at the government the government takes more than the 10th and don't give you an option and give you nothing in return but but God gives us so much in return when we obey him. One dime is separating so many people from the possibility of a breakthrough blessing. And God said, I'm going to open the windows of heaven. I'm going to pour out blessings you would not have room enough to receive. God says, I'm going to supply all of your need according to my riches and glory. Oh, there's so much that's triggered when you give one dime out of every dollar. And when you give it, God has a way of strengthening your faith, even in giving. You know, Bishop McMurray, we're actually almost out of time here. Oh, no. Yes, oh, we no. are. <laughs> oh, no. You know, we talk a lot when we get together. But once again, just going back to the beginning, uh, when Bishop McMurray and I started this show today. Yes. We want to encourage you yes. to stay in position with God. Mm-hmm. Don't ever walk away from his presence. Trust his promises. Believe that they will come to pass. And trust in God. And be careful not to run everything by people that you need God to do for you. That's right. 
having a relationship with God, it becomes private and personal. There are some things that's only that can only be between you and God. And so we just want to encourage those that are listening today. Trust God in the process. Stay in his presence. And remember his promises will come to pass. Bishop, you have 30 seconds. The Bible said he staggered not at the promise of God. And that word staggered indicates there was conflict within. Should I or should I not? Should I or should I not? But the Spirit of God consoled him, and he came to the conclusion that if it's ever going to change, and if God is talking, I should. And so I say to each and every one, you should trust God, believe God, be strengthened in your walk, be strengthened in your faith, and let nothing or nobody separate you from the love of God. The Lord hasn't brought you this far to leave you. You're not perfect, but you are preferred by God. That was longer than 30 seconds, wasn't it? Yes, it was. You took a minute, Bishop. God bless you all. Thank you for listening to Victory in the Word. See you all next week. Come to church at Renaissance. Thank you for listening to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ USA, where our senior pastor is Bishop Dennis J. McMurray and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our first lady. It is our prayer that you've been moved by the word of God. We welcome you to join us at 1001 33rd Street, Southeast Grand Rapids, Michigan, 49508. Be prepared to attend Sunday school at 9 a.m. in the Family Life Center and our Sunday morning worship service at 1030 a.m. We also invite you to attend our midweek worship opportunities on Wednesday afternoon, 12 noon, in the chapel and Thursday at 6.45 p.m. in the Family Life Center. Feel free to call us at 616-243-0991. Also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you for joining Victory in the Word. And until next time, walk in victory.